welcome back to that first step podcast. I hope you enjoyed last week's episode with the incredible Dr. Jennifer Owens, where we talked all things skincare and Botox. If you haven't checked that one out, guys, I would highly recommend. On today's show, we are joined by the wonderfully wholesome Ashing Fitzgibbon. Another monster girl like myself, repping monster. Ashling is based out of Kerry and runs Ashling's Healing School as a holistic nutrition coach. She is super passionate about guiding others to reclaim their health, especially having started her own healing journey about 10 years ago. I truly benefited from what Ashling had to say. Her experience and her knowledge really uplifted me and certainly added to my life. So I hope you feel the same after today's show. So without further ado, let's get into it. Hello Ashling. thank you so much for speaking with me today and welcome to that First Step podcast. Oh, thank you so much Jess, I'm so happy to be here. Great, Um, so Ashling, I found you through a mutual friend and from hearing your story, it's incredible. But if you wouldn't mind starting off by telling our listeners what you wanted to be when you grow up and what you might have studied straight after school. Oh yeah. Um, well, I think my earliest memories were that I always wanted to be in the helping profession. So one of my aunts who I was really mesmerized by as a child, she worked in social care. So I actually wanted to do something in that area. So straight out of school, I ended up, I actually don't even remember applying for it, but um, I applied to do early childhood studies and I forgot that I'd actually put it on my application on the CEO and I was going out with a guy at the time and he was in UCC in, in University College Cork so I was like I really want to go there and I had been offered like social care in Tralee and then early childhood studies so I was like well I went after my heart so I wanted to go where the boyfriend was at the time <laughs> so I did early childhood studies and that was a three-year BA degree degree and during that time I was kind of like I'm not sure do I want to actually do this so I one of my placements was in a special needs school and there was an occupational therapist there and so I was really interested in what she was doing with the children so I was kind of just like oh I think I'll follow along this kind of you know inspiration to like look into this so maybe this is something that I could do so long story short I ended up applying then to study occupational therapy and I ended up going then to the UK. So I'm originally born in Manchester. So my dad is living over there. So I ended up going to Salford University in Manchester for another degree. And I did a, a Bachelor of Science in occupational therapy. So at that time, you know, I was 20 when I did that degree starting off and qualified at 23. So in my own mind, I was like, this is the path that I'm on. So I was like, I'm going to be ending up working in a hospital you know, I had been offered a job, but life had other plans for me. Wow, Ashley, that is yeah. some journey. And I mean, following your heart, obviously at that age, I think we all do that. I think it's very difficult for us to think too far into the future. And we're so, you know, amazed by what's currently happening. We just want to follow it. We're so excited excited. Yeah. So you did your degree and then you went to Manchester and did your master's. What happened after that? Yeah. So during that time, my health was kind of slowly, slowly getting worse and worse. So when I was 19, I had 
what, what I describe as just complete like collapse into exhaustion. And I went to the doctor and I was diagnosed with depression. So I was put on an antidepressant medication at that point. And so, you know, I kind of put that in the back burner. Then I was like, look, I'll just kind of figure that out later. And I was like, I just need to get my training and my university finished. And to kind of towards the end of my degree, I was like not feeling the best. And then I, it was just like, I had to address my own health at that stage. And that's why I was kind of saying life had other plans for me because if my health was really, really fine at that point, I was offered a job in my last placement. I would have been working in community mental health. Even my placement supervisor even offered me like a place in her house to stay as I got my, on my feet, you know, so like literally life was kind of going, this is here, this is the path, this is what you're going to do. And my body was just like, no, you just can't. So I was just like, okay, I made that decision. I'm not going to, I'm not going to try and get any work right now. I'm just going to actually figure out what's going wrong with my health, my health and get myself better. Cause that was my, my main priority at that point. So I ended up going to a nutritionist in Devon in the UK and she completely opened my mind to this, like the whole power of like nutrition. And, and before that, I, I think I was always looking in that direction anyway. Like if I look back, I was always like, you know, really, really keen for like exercise and taking care of myself and like eating as well as I possibly could. And so it felt like this natural next step for me to kind of go to her. And so I ended up then coming off medication and followed a healing diet and detoxing and all this. And it was a completely new world to me, you know, coming from, you know, being trained in occupational therapy, it's very much like in the medical model. So this was a completely different way of thinking and living. And not long after that, it was just like, I actually have this diary beside me right now and it's like 10 years old. And as I was kind of recovering my health, I kept saying, this is what you're here to do. This is what you're meant to do. And I had no idea of how, how that would look, you know, cause it just completely the unknown. Whereas like the road that I come from was very much mapped out for me. I was like, you know, you could see exactly how it would work out and you could walk into a job and you'd, you know, be well-paid and all this. And no, it was just like, everything in me was like, you have to follow this path. You have to train as a nutritionist. You have to pass this information on to people. And yeah, I just had this whole like idea that I wanted to have a healing center and I wanted to teach. And I, you know, I just kept writing this to myself and I was just like, okay, I just have to follow this. And so I ended up then going back again and studying and delving into the world of nutrition. And yeah, I qualified then in nutrition as a nutritionist back in 2015. I think that is amazing and it's funny how you say that you came from say the medical side of things and then moved into more the healing world. I know from my experience when I was 18 like that I was really low in energy, really anemic. The doctors were putting me on more inhalers, more nasal sprays saying I just had a weak chest and then my mom just got so upset, a bit like, no, my child isn't a problem child. Well, she has a bit of a problem, but not to that yeah. extent. And yeah. she brought me to a herbalist. And like that, they stripped back my diet. And they were like, no, this child is just allergic to dairy. Mm-hmm. You know, she has so much inflammation and congestion in her body from eating dairy every single day. And honestly, Ashley, within six months, I was a new human off all yeah. medication and just healing. So if you could talk us through, I mean, touch wood, I haven't been affected and I I can't relate because I haven't experienced depression. How Mm. did you come, you know, being in a depressed state, 
were able to see the light and see, you know, this particular path that you were going to come on and help, you know, bring yourself to a mentally higher state through, Mm -hmm. you know, nutrition. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think, I think I'd kind of exhausted all avenues in terms of medication. So at that point I was, it was very much like a leap of faith because, you know, I was going to this nutritionist, but it's not like you have the mainstream world around you saying, this is what's going to work, you know, because by and large that information isn't freely available. Like, and it's hard, hard to kind of meet people who are very open and honest with, with like, especially anything to do with mental health, there's a lot of stigma around it. So that time I was 23 and I was just like, okay, I'm just going to, I'm just going to have to trust in this. And it really was like walking into like a black room, like as in the void. It's like being completely in the unknown. I didn't know what was ahead. I couldn't see the light at the end of the tunnel at that point. But I also was like, I'm not going back. I can't go back. So I was, I was very committed to like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to stay with it and have the patience. Cause I know that anything natural, it's not like, you know, the way I say you take a medication, you might get like instant relief from symptoms but whereas when you're following things like nutrition and natu- natural healing, it takes a, a bit more time for your body to be able to heal and to recover. And like what you're saying, you know, reduce inflammation and all these things that build up in the body. So I think it was just, I think it was about after six weeks, I just noticed a remarkable shift in my outlook. My mental outlook started to become brighter. It, the only way I could describe it was like my brain started to feel like it was coming online. And I was just like, oh. I was like, oh my gosh, this stuff is real. You know, it's not just like hocus pocus stuff. It's not like up in the air. I was like, this stuff is real. And I was like, I'm just going to stay with it. And because the lady who I trained with, or sorry, who I went to as a, as a client, I ended up training in her college, she had a nutrition college. So I started training with her not long after that. So I started to learn that like the process of how the body heals and how, you know, as in like, if you've had a long-standing issue, it's going to take a little bit longer. So I was aware of the principles of healing. So I was just like, okay, this is where I'm at. But like, just seeing those small little shifts in myself. And then I was able, you know, my energy started to come back and my kind of zest for life started coming back. And just, yeah, I could, I could just feel that like everything was turning around. Um, And then I think after about six months, that was the kind of six month mark, I really saw a difference in my health. And I was just like, oh my gosh, this is, I have to share this experience with other people. I have to empower other people. And that was like, yeah, my huge thing was that I wanted to teach this. Um, but I think like that, it was like, like we, I feel we all have our thing. And, and sometimes life has to kind of sometimes shock us awake and give us a catalyst for seeing that, especially if something is like off the beaten track or, you know, not necessarily, you wouldn't be talking about like training as a nutritionist, say when you're in leaving cert or, you know, the end of your school years. So, um, yeah, I think it was just being able to trust in my own path. And I think because, I don't know, it just feels like it was the most, it was like I was being called by it so much that even all the doubts and the fear and everything of doing it, they were smaller than, oh my gosh, you have to do this. Like this is, this is exactly what you're here for. And no matter how hard it is, you have to just figure it out and just find a way to do it. Absolutely. And as you said, you're only, you're the only person stopping yourself and the fear of the uncertainty is, you know, can be so overwhelming, but when you write it down and you mentioned your diary or your journal, when Mm. you break it down piece by piece, 
it seems to simplify itself and you can almost see the the steps to get to your end goal. So yeah. you did the nutritionist training with your your mentor, if you will, and the person who gave you that clarity. What happened after that that gave you that confidence maybe to pursue it on your own? Oh yeah. Um, well, it was funny because it was back in 2015. Yeah, I was I was just going over to London because I was doing my workshops and I got contacted by a friend of mine and she was like, oh, hey, Ashing, next weekend I'm going to London to the Hay House um, event called I Can Do It. So lots of Hay House authors, people that I really love and, and you know, have followed their work. One of them is Gabby Bernstein. I don't know if you've ever come across her. I'm obsessed with Gabby Bernstein. Yeah. So I was like, Gabby Bernstein's there. I'll be there. Guaranteed. So anyway, I ended up going on that weekend um, and I ended up meeting a mentor at the time that, well, she ended up becoming a mentor of mine. Um, and it was just like, I was just, it was like divinely inspired that I was meant to be at, there at that weekend and just sat down at lunch and met this lady. Um, because again, I was like, just qualified, but I was like, how do I actually do this as like a business? Like I have no idea of any of that, like how to get clients, how to charge, how to put myself out there. I was just like, oh my God, it's just so daunting. So this lady anyway, um, is a business coach. So I ended up then like a couple of months later, ended up working with her, um, with her group program. And she was like teaching people who, you know, who were wanting to go out on their own and become entrepreneurs, teaching them how to, how to do that. And, you know, all the different steps that are involved with the practical stuff of doing things online, contracts, you know, and then confidence with your mindset that you're able to own what it is that you're doing. Um, but it's so funny because this morning, I was on, on Facebook and I saw like a story, you know, the way you get like the, like your memories from different times. And it was like four years ago, I was putting out a video of like my work and my, I didn't have a phone stand or anything, not anything like the way I'm now. I've got all my, all my equipment and like the video was shaky and I was just like, but I had the conviction there behind it, but it was just like, you just have to start off wherever you are. And, you know, I was so nervous and so awkward, like putting out like Facebook lives and all this at the beginning. And now like four years later, you know, I absolutely love to do it. Like as in, you just have to start off where you are. And I just feel like that with, with anything, um, you, you never start off as like the professional that you, that you know that is within you. It's like, you just have to start off and go through the growing pains and just, yeah, just be really compassionate towards the process. Ashing, that's so funny you said that because it's been a common theme throughout all of my guests. You've de you're not the first person to say it. It's actually happened in every conversation I've had so far. Neve, my first guest, is one of my friends. And I was like, yes, she's so inspirational. Just started her own business. But I felt by having one of my friends on first that it would calm me down. Yeah. And it did give me a boost because it almost... I left my comfort zone, but at the same time, I was like, I can do this. And hearing the feedback, as you said, you kind of launch and then you adapt because yeah. if you, it's never going to be perfect. So like you looking back on four years ago, and I'm sure Ashling, in four years time, you'll look back and say, I've grown even more. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it, but actually it's, it's so funny because my fiance, he is a musician and he's very much, you know, he's on his own entrepreneurial path as well. But he's always said to me, he was like, just enjoy where you are. Enjoy the process. Do you know, because it's like, there's always a next level to grow to, but it's like, enjoy the stage that you are in right now. And that's really helped me to just relax into 
okay, it might not be exactly as I want it to be, or it might not be the full thing that I want it to grow into, but it's like, just enjoy the very first podcast, the very first interview, the very first, you know, and it's like, I think the more you can settle into just enjoying the process, the more that you can be fully present to what it is, like, what's the next step that you have to learn? What is the next thing that you have to master? Um, and I think the big thing is like overwhelm is massive in this journey because you can go, oh, like there's so many things I could be doing and should be doing and, you know, and you can easily burn yourself out, which is not advisable, but it's about really just like calming yourself down into like, what is the next step or the next couple of steps that I need to focus on right now? And literally just hone into that. And it's almost like there's a magic in that because you just, you, you step away from all the distractions and you just get into your flow and your, your creation. And I find that like, that's when, you know, yeah, everything comes through when you're able to just be really, really present to your own creative process. That's such great advice. And even by you saying that I've kind of noticed, you know, us all being in isolation, it's definitely giving us more time to look inward and kind of see where we are, where we want to go. And as you said, enjoy where we are now and, Mm. you know, take pride in how far we've come. So I suppose, Ashing, you took that first step in getting that business mentor and that business coach. You got the business know-how, you outsourced, if you will, you know, you're creative and you're, you're a helping person, you're a great soul, but maybe the business elements you didn't have yet. So you, you, you know, looked outwards to business coaches to gather that information. So once you had all of that and you're ready to start Ashing Fitzgibbon, your center, your healing center, how did that start? And if you can tell us the specifics of how you got there. Yeah. Well, I think like, as I started with the business coaching, she, my coach was very much like pushing me into like, just get going where you are right now and what you have right now and what you like, what expertise you have you know, already. Um, so she kind of get, got me started in, cause what I was doing previously was I was seeing people say one off, one off sessions and they might be coming to my house. And then she was kind of saying, you know, you're very much limited if you're doing that. So it's much actually better to do it online. And I was really resistant to doing that. Cause I was just like, Oh no, it doesn't work. It has to be in person. So I started then I just was like, okay, I've just get over myself. So I started with, I can't remember my first client and I put all my all of the work that I had done already into a program. So I got people, like people started working with me for a three month program. So I started doing that with clients one-on-one. And then the next step was leaping into like being able to hold like a small group. So I did like a group program. I've done a number of them now, but I remember doing my first group program and getting everyone together and just being so nervous and just like, oh my gosh. But yet I knew, like, I just knew that I could do it, but it was just starting it off was so hard. So it really was like a case of like on a practical level, it was me putting myself out there a lot online, um, doing blogs, doing Facebook lives, just offering a lot of free value, you know, sharing all the different tips that I have. And I still do that to this day. Um, And then, yeah, just slowly but surely people started coming in and then people started like recommending people to, to work with me. And then in terms of the healing center, so that's what kind of came through in my visualization like back in 2010 but what it actually transpired into has been creating an online health school so I launched that in 2018 Um, I had a different name but I've renamed it recently so it's called Ashing's Health School 
um, and that's what I'm currently building this year. So every month I do a new module. Um, so I guide people through, like I give them shopping lists and recipes and meal plans and video tutorials and we do group coaching. So I'm really kind of like hands-on guiding people through the process. Um, and like that, that was a far cry from when I started, when I just used to do one-off sessions because I just found like the process is there's so much to learn. It's like, I couldn't possibly give that in just one session. So I was kind of like, okay, how do I, how do I create spaces where I can, you know, teach and guide and coach people through that process so that they're able to be empowered, not just like with lots of information, but they understand it so that then they can apply that as, you know, a lifelong practice of their own healthcare and self-care that they are able to enjoy it and sustain it. Yeah. So, um, and again, it's not like a straight line, you know, it's been like so many, so many, how would I say, uh, so many tests have come on my path, you know? Um, and like that from my, I think the initial test was like my own self, like not believing in myself, kind of going like, who the hell am I to be doing this? Like, and my coach was like, oh my gosh, you have no idea like how, how much this is going to grow and like how you're going to create this into like all your life's work. And I was kind of like, I kind of knew it, but I was like in this place of like, oh, I, I, I was doubting it because I hadn't yet seen the evidence that it was true or I hadn't seen, hadn't experienced it fully. So I was just like, okay. I'm just going to have blind faith and just hopefully just go along with it. Um, but then over time it started to build. And, but I think at each stage it's like, how would I say? Yeah. It just, it's about always taking, it's like you always come to this like crossroads and it's like you, you kind of can take the easy, easy kind of safe option, or you can take that risk and you can take a kind of leap. So I always feel like you're just tested along this path in terms of your own self with your own, um, like mindset around yourself, maybe your own beliefs around yourself. And then also you might have people in your life. They might be friends, they might be family members that will also kind of be a little bit doubtful, especially if something is not like, it's something that's a bit unknown, unknown to them. But I think they are all, it's not that people are against you or anything. It's like, they're the tests that you have to go through because when you go through them, you kind of go, yeah, that's fine. You have your doubt. Maybe I have my doubt, but I'm still going to take this path. It's like you have this newfound strength and resilience comes when you actually walk through that and you keep going. Um, and then I think the universe kind of offers you more new situations. And I, I, I always find that like when I, when I take a big jump or like last year, I, I joined, say, um, a group in Cork for businesswomen. And things like that, like I push myself out there and part of me would be kind of shy to go to these things. But it's like when you do, when you go out your comfort zone, it's like you're in, as, you know, outside the comfort zone is where you grow. And that's where the new potential can come in. And that's when, you know, things like you randomly meet somebody in a hotel lobby or, you know, different things will happen where you're just given the next step. And I keep seeing that over and over again. Um, and then back in 2018, I had, you know, like the hardest year of my life because my mom was totally my biggest cheerleader and always supporting me. And she got suddenly unwell and she had a massive seizure in our local hospital. She was put into a medically induced coma for 12 weeks and then she passed away on the 10th of May. That was 2018. Oh, Ashley, I'm so sorry. Yeah. So it, that was like literally the hardest kind of it was almost like I felt like, oh my gosh, like how can I even continue on like on this path? Like, can I even, can I even do it? 
but it was like I just summoned the strength I don't know how but to just keep even taking even it was very very slow like what I did in that year but it was like I kept taking those steps because it was like that was the thing that made me feel yeah just in my purpose you know and yeah so anyway that year I was speaking at an event in November in Waterford and this lady was the speaker after me and she came on and she said oh you know everybody has soul contracts together in in this life and my mom's name is Martha she said oh Ashing and Martha had a contract to work together and Martha brought Ashing up to the point where it was her time to exit which said have no doubt Martha is working with Ashing from the other side so I was just got there going oh my gosh this is amazing like I just felt like so peaceful when I heard it and this lady Anyway, I met her afterwards and she said to me, you need to put your story into a book and I'm going to help you. And I just said, oh my God, her name's Mary Helen Hensley. And I said, oh my God, this is so mad, Mary Helen, because the night before my mom had the seizure, like the last time I spoke to her, she'd sat up on the hotel, on the hotel, I was going to say, on the hospital bed. And she said, I'm an, etern- I'm an eternal being, get in with the Americans. And I said this to Mary Helen and she said, yeah, I'm the American, I'm here to help you. So she was just like this angel that came into my life and was like, yeah, you're going to write this book and it's all fine. And, you know, she had had a near death experience herself when she was 21 in a car crash. So she can communicate with people who passed over and all this. And yeah. And so I started doing that and that helped me kind of piece myself back together again after the grief of my mom. And yeah, and it's just been amazing, but like deeply challenging, but also it's just like, yeah, I feel everything that my I, my mom and myself did up to that point before she left physically it was like that was preparing me for that time you know yeah and it was almost like the starting point and yeah. maybe when she you know she did go to the other side as you so eloquently push that she's watching over you and she's working with you yeah. and I bet no doubt she is you know Right now, she's probably looking down saying, I'm not one bit worried about Ashling. She is well yeah. able. And that's, oh, totally. that's, yeah, it's wonderful to even feel that. So yeah. thank you so much for sharing that. That, that was an incredible story. And I bet it's quite tough to speak about. I don't want to get, I'll actually, I'm a very emotional person. So that, that would definitely send me over the edge. But um, oh, yeah, Ashling, no, I'm, ca- I'm calm today. But like, yeah, it comes in waves, you know, grief comes definitely in waves. But it's, um, but it's also that I think, because my mom was there for me, like when I was recovering from depression and all that. And, you know, she taught me so many different lessons that I, I still apply to this day. And I feel like, you know, we all have these, I call them like initiations. So it's like, we all have these different initiations and there are opportunities for us to grow. And it's just that life is set up in that way. And I think if you realize that it's, it's all there for you, that it's happening for you, as opposed to oh my gosh, everything's gone pear-shaped and it's all happening and it's, you know, like life is against you. Um, But I feel, yeah, and like the book that we're, basically the book is, I'm almost finished it now, it's called Moving from Fear to Trust and it's basically a combination of like my mom and I, our work, like she had written so much that I basically found like different pieces and just like, it's like a puzzle piece just putting it all together. So it's, it's, um, it's been really, really wonderful. And again, it's like, that's another like first step, like even sitting down to like write a book. I was like, how do I do this? And Mary Helen, who's been a really patient book mentor, she's, she's been like, you know, you just start and you just write it from your experience and you write down, you know, you keep your journal and you write your, your notes and then you transfer that in. 
and then you'll edit you'll edit it as you know at a later date and so i've just been writing it like as i've literally experienced it like piece by piece um kind of like a roadmap of like okay this is this is how i've gone through it and this is how i want to share this message with people not necessarily like it doesn't have to necessarily apply to grief but it's actually all different fears that we feel held back by and actually being able to move through them is when we get to the other side you know outside that comfort zone to that other place where we can grow the most and it's like we're at the edge of what's possible and the boundary if we keep pushing out that boundary that's when we realize our full potential and for me that's that's really what my whole life's work is about like nutrition for me isn't just about like eating good or you know not eating good it's really about being able to support you physically so that you can live your full potential and live what you want that's unique to you because you know for me when I was held back by my health I just felt like oh I can't I can't do all the things and yeah so it's really really lovely to be able to use all of the experiences that I've had to help and facilitate other people like that gives me so so much joy to be able to see my experiences having a positive impact on others Wow. And even the fact that you said you initially had an interest in social care, like that was always in you, but it Mm. took the unfortunate path maybe of experiencing the mental, you know, uh, experiences you had back when you were 19, 18, 19 to actually find your niche. And Mm. that experience led you to this one. And all of your steps along the way have led you to where you are now. And Ashing, you have an incredible story. And I know it's only starting, which is amazing. And you oh, said yeah. moving from fear to trust. That is part of your work now as well with the podcast, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I started writing the book and I was very much like, oh my God, I feel so on my own. As in like, I'm just writing onto a, you know, a blank page. There's no like feedback. I'm not having, I'm not able to like go into a room and be like, hey, everybody, what do you think of this? So, you know, my whole thing was like, okay, I'm actually just going to start a podcast. And well, much, I'll backtrack. Myself and Richie, my fiance, had actually started a podcast together. And it was literally just because we'd have these mad conversations, like the way, say, we're talking about this now. We're like, oh my gosh, like, you know, we'd be talking about like your mindset and what happens when you, you know, like listen to the doubts or, you know, we'd have all these conversations. So we're like, we should literally just start a podcast and, start putting this out um so then Richie start he he booked his tour all over Europe then last year 2019 so he was gone like and he was literally tried he was traveling constantly he was going from Germany to France to Switzerland he was all over so I was like okay you're not available to do the podcast so I was like I'll do the podcast but I don't want to just talk to myself I want to interview people so that's what started and I started the moving from fear to trust series so I've been doing that series um for since the past year and I still have, I'm still, still doing it right now because um, I've interviewed so many people from around the world. It's been absolutely fascinating from like all different walks of life and all different types of experience of being able to move through fears. And, and it was like every person I've spoken to, I've grown from speaking to them. So like even speaking to you today, Ashling, I'm learning so much. And the advice you have to offer, it's from experiences that you've had and you're able to guide people to a happier more positive place whether that's through feeding their soul through 
you know, accepting their fears and moving on, or whether that's to physically feeding themselves to allow them to have more energy and tackle these challenges that may seem so scary, especially when you're not fully healthy. So Mm. definitely clearing the mind, being more mindful, and also making sure you're at your full energy levels to tackle these is super important. So Ashing, I'm sure lots of people will have questions about what does your, I suppose, not average, but what kind of a client comes to you? Like what is the most, maybe the most common reason somebody might come to your health center, your mm. healing center? Yeah. So I think right now, because I think I'm very clear on, on what I talk about, um, not so much at the beginning. I kind of, I, I work with so many different types of people at the start, but now um, I tend to work with people who, they might have various health challenges. So they could have, like they might be burnt out. They might have like, you know, chronic fatigue. They might have hormonal issues going on. They might have a skin, you know, an autoimmune condition. But I think for the most part, it's like the the physical issue is 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 there to catalyze a new way of being so it often is that what they what you know there's a part of them that they want to bring through so it's like whatever their kind of soul's work wants to come through as well so it always kind of ties into that in terms of like the physical health is tied into being able to open up their their channel their physical channel their physical body so that they can fully unfold the path that they're here to live and they might not necessarily come to me thinking that, but that's what tends to transpire. So I always say like one of my lines is that any disease is the greatest potential for growth because it's the signpost for your evolution. So it's your body kind of showing you, okay, what you're doing right now, we need to move it over. You know, we need to align it with something different. It might be a new diet. It might be a new way, you know, new exercise program whichever, but it's like the body's always communicating to us. And I feel that when you really take the invitation to change and to grow from disease, that's when so much amazing, you know, magical things will start coming in that like you didn't realize were there until you start to uncover because, you know, our body holds so much wisdom and it really holds the access to our own inner wisdom that knows what we're here for. Like we all know that but sometimes it gets, it gets buried and it gets covered up by what's expected of us or, you know, this is what it looks like to be successful. So therefore this is what you do. Um, and I think, yeah, it's just so important that people are able to fully align with who they really are, like their true nature. Um, so yeah, so people come to me for many different health issues, you know, depending on what is showing up but it really is about being able to align them on all levels because health isn't just physical health health is you know emotional mental spiritual um and it's and it's feeling it's feeling like what you feel inside that you're able to live that and i i feel that that's what health is to me anyway you know it's not just like one dimensional it really is like we are multi-dimensional beings and yeah when we're able to tap into that yeah, that's when, that's when our full life force comes through. That, that's actually so inspiring. And it's funny that you mentioned it because I just stopped eating dairy when I was uh, 18, 19. I think yeah, I was 18. And because I was, you know, I realized how much of an impact it had on my body, my personal body. 
And lots of people, especially in college, were saying, oh, just come on, eat the ice cream, you'll be fine, or eat this. I'm like, no, because because I haven't eaten it in so long, if I even have one ice cream, I know for three days I will be tired, won't be able to breathe properly, it will have such an Mm -hmm. impact. And then when I moved to the US, I stopped eating meat just because, you know, the way the US is and it's just personally. So I gradually became plant-based and vegan and I did get a lot of hate and pushback Mm. Um, at the start which was quite tough I suppose um, but now I just don't take any notice and I'm so full of energy you know I have clear skin my eczema is after clearing up my chest yeah. problems are after clearing up and I feel so good that it would take so much for me to ever mm-hmm. go back to maybe eating like that I did before and I don't yeah. feel like I'm missing out like I yeah. feel so satisfied in my diet and my health and I'm so happy and I definitely think in the social media life we kind of live in nowadays, we're exposed to like keto is trendy or veganism mm-hmm. is trendy. They're all quite trendy. But I suppose, Ashing, you help people hone in on what's right for them. Would that be fair to say? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because again, I think there's um, there's never just like one route that you, that you take because I think like sometimes people are ready to say, for example, like you let go of dairy starting off with. Um, and that was something that I did as well. And yeah, and as you kind of bring in more like cleansing foods, like fruits and vegetables, that, that really starts to like bring down inflammation, bring down mucus, and it helps to really help to regenerate the cells and change like the gene, like the gene expression, um, you know, so that whatever kind of predispositions that you have, you can actually change, you know, you don't have to, you know, for example, you don't have to be having a chronic condition, you can actually reverse it and, and regenerate that. Um, but I think it's different for people in terms of, just where they are uniquely in terms of like if they're with a family and say they're eating like lots of meat and lots of fish and all these kind of things so it can be depending on like where the person's at and how ready they are to like let go of a way of being so it's it's really just about kind of being able to figure out that that path for themselves so that it's kind of like an organic process so it's not like forced upon them and so that's kind of the way I work it's very much like just being able to start that process and keep that going and then obviously you know educate them and empower them to to realize like what are the better choices for them um and what are the ways in which helps to really really make you know a huge impact on on the health and i feel like that what you're saying about like the plant-based eating you know i was i wouldn't necessarily call myself a vegan even though people would call me a vegan but I would talk about like how important, like just having cleansing foods are in the diet, you know, like, and that makes sense whether you are a meat eater or you're not a meat eater, if you're a plant-based eater, uh, if we can kind of go beyond the, I think it's the belief systems people find challenging to let go of. So it's very much like I would be, I would be more gentle in terms of like, just add in more plant-based, you know, have more plant-based um, meals and like do juices and smoothies and see how you feel because that's when you start to notice like that's when it's not necessarily from your mind it's more coming from your body and I think when it comes from your body and it's your own lived experience you're far more likely to sustain that and not like just do it as like you know a two-week thing or like you know like oh I'll just do this for a few weeks and then I'll, I'll give it up it's, it's really about like connecting the dots and kind of seeing like okay when I eat this how does this make me feel um but yeah so it's uh but again it's never like it's it's 
A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Do you know, it's, it's like our life is like this kind of cyclical path and sometimes we kind of meander over here and we go over here. But it's um, just being able to open people's awareness up. And I think when you have that shift in awareness, sometimes that takes time for it to actually translate into your actual day-to-day life. Do you know? So yeah, that's why I really emphasize like in my health school to educate people and to empower them so that it, the decision then is coming from them as opposed to I'm telling them what to do. No, that, that's great advice. And even keeping a diary, like you mentioned before, of even tracking even for a month what you've eaten and mm-hmm. how you feel. Because yeah. last August, I went back to New York for a week to visit my friends. And I, I don't really eat wheat because wheat doesn't agree with me either. I can have oats, rye, all the rest of it. But that week in New York, I was eating so many vegan things or like like fun pancakes that were vegan or, you know, because yeah. everything that I wouldn't eat at home, I usually love porridge and fruit. Yeah. And that week Ashley I felt rubbish from not being as aware of what was going into my food and definitely I came home like I felt bloated lethargic and just not myself and Mm. then I realized it was from all the added preservatives and wheat or even breaking it down like if you do want to have say fish have fish with some vegetables you know Mm -hmm. just add the healthy whole foods, I suppose, to your life. And it really does impact your energy levels. Oh, massively. And what you just said there, even like the proper kind of food combining, you know, like even say, if you're having say fish to have it with like lots of vegetables. So you're kind of balancing it out. Like, because, um, you know, any fish or meat or eggs or anything like that, they're all, they're all acid forming. So you really, you really need to start bringing in more alkaline foods to, help to to cleanse and also to energize your system um but yeah i think it's like sometimes you're you're ready to let go of things like for me like say when i went to the nutritionist i was just like tell me what to do i will eat like all the grass i will juice all the i will juice all the juices because i want to feel well i want to feel full energy i want to feel like i want to feel myself um so it really it really, you know, and that's something that I always do working with people is I really get them to connect into the vision of what it is they want for their life and what it is they want to feel so that you're able to move through the natural discomfort that you go through when you're changing and when you're letting go of, you know, even things like the discomfort of saying, oh, no, you must have that, you know, say if you're in a group and people are saying, oh, you know, have that. And it does take quite a lot of strength to sometimes be like, no, or I'm fine or whatever. You know, it's like you have to be able to um, get your mindset into a place where it's like you're comfortable doing things that are slightly different to other people or you know saying no and and not feeling like you're insulting people or not upsetting people that it's like you're able to stand in your own your own conviction of like what it is that you feel is the most serving for you um, and that's a huge process as well of being able to really come into your own sense of personal power that you're not getting your sense of worth and sense of validation from other people. Rather, you're actually building that up yourself. You're, you're cultivating that within your own self. So then you're not as swayed by other people saying, oh, you must have this, you must try this, that you're able to go, oh, you know, it's okay. Um, you know, and obviously that's a learned experience as well. Because sometimes you say yes, and then you feel, as you say, you might have gone to New York and not felt the best afterwards. So that's always good feedback as well. And always a great lesson to go, okay, so next time, I'll do it slightly different and I'll figure out a way to, you know, make sure that I can get to better restaurants or access whole foods or whatever you can do to help eat in the best way possible. 
Yeah. And on that, Ashling, what three tips would you give someone as a beginner? Maybe, you know, I know an obvious one would be drink more water and sleep more or sleep in a better mm-hmm. sleeping environment, you know, like less light and all the rest of it. But what three tips would you give someone who is saying, I need a change? Mm-hmm. Where do I begin? Where do I begin? Okay. So the first thing I would do would start off with adding half a lemon to your water. Now you're saying uh, starting with hydration is so, so important. Um, so in the morning time, squeeze in half a lemon into your water, whether it's body temperature or it's cold water. Um, ideally, if you know, filtered or spring water, so you get the best quality water. Um, and that, what that helps to do is in the morning time, your body's in, in a cleansing mode. So that helps to cleanse your liver and it's very very alkalizing to your system and it's just a very easy one and I always start that with that with clients and I find once they get into the rhythm of doing that it's kind of like what you're saying with your podcast like that first step if you can take the first step in the direction you want to go in it's easier to take the next step after that whereas if you start off in the other direction you know it's kind of like you go that way <laughs> so it's like just to just make it as easy as possible so that's my first one Um, the second one would be to just start, um, increasing the amount of vegetables that you're having. So just being able to like have more salads and like say with your lunch and your dinner, making sure that you're having at least like two really good, um, servings of vegetables and trying to bring in some raw, especially in like the summer months, um, like lots of raw, like carrots and cucumbers and, all the really hydrating veg- veggies, uh, cucumbers, um, tomatoes, if you can, radishes, um, just really becoming more conscious of having more of those vegetables. Because I find when you actually put them in and you make a conscious effort to do so, you actually are more full and satisfied. Whereas if you don't put them in, you'll end up eating like more pasta or more potato or whatever is the other thing that you're putting into your, onto your dish. Um, so that would be the second one. And then the third one, which is a really good one to get into the habit of, which is just starting to juice. Um, And I know sometimes people find, you know, a little bit daunting with all the washing and everything, but it's, for me, I think it's one of the most powerful ways to um, hydrate because you're getting all the living water from the fruits and vegetables. So a really, really nice one to start off with would be start off like juicing, say half a cucumber, and two apples and if you want you can put in like an inch of ginger and that's really really nice and warming and sweet um, and that's just a really easy one to start with. Ashing, that is such great advice and nothing out of anyone's you know away I mean it doesn't cost a lot of money to do any of those things and it's quite achievable and I think starting off with more achievable attainable steps like that it kind of breaks it down and it's not as overwhelming. Ashley, oh, I know yeah. we're running up on time here and I could talk to you for hours. I mean, I have so many questions I could still ask. <laughs> so we'll definitely have to get you back on when you launch your book. But I suppose two more questions before we leave. One, looking back at your 19-year-old self just diagnosed with depression, what would you tell that girl to reassure her that better things were to come? I would say to her, everything you're going through is happening for a reason. And no matter how hard it feels right now, you are going to come through this. This will pass. And all the lessons that you're learning right now are going to put you on your life's path. 
That's wonderful. And I know so many people can benefit from hearing that right now. And lastly, Ashling, where can we all find you and where can people find Ashling's Healing Centre, Healing School and book all your services? So you can find me, firstly, uh, I'll give you Instagram. So Instagram is at Ashling Fitzgibbon and I'm on Facebook at Ashling Fitzgibbon and you can find me online is ashlingfitzgibbon.com and if you, I have a free guide if you want to, um, it's a free guide for boosting your immunity and I share different like juicing recipes in that. So it's Ashing Fitzgibbon forward slash free dash guide. So you can get that on my website and you'll get like the 10 top tips for boosting your immunity right now. Perfect. Ashing, I'll share all those links below in the show notes as well. Thank you so much for being a guest on that first step. You've given so much incredible advice and I know you have so much more to offer. So I hope everyone goes and follows you on Instagram because I certainly have been loving your stories as of late. You sharing your modules, it's really educational. And I think people could definitely use that now, especially in this time that we're currently in to look inward and come out of this stronger and definitely improve their nutrition and their mental well-being and their physical well-being. So Ashley, thank you so much for coming on today. Oh, thank you so much. It's been a total pleasure. And yeah, I love, I love being on your show. So guys, wasn't that jam-packed? I hope you really enjoyed today's show because I certainly did. Ashling is an incredible woman. She has experienced so much and she is helping others move from fear to trust through her healing school and centre based out of Tralee. But you can also do it online as well. The beauty of Zoom, Google Meet and social media. So please do check out her webinars and check out the links below to hear more about Ashling's Healing School, her journey and how to move from fear to trust. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. I hope you have a great week and I'll see you next Monday. Bye bye.